Here we are, episode 59 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. Here on the podcast, we try to provide you with some insight into the people, the places, the companies, the organizations, and issues that make up Wichita's important business community. One of those issues is who will lead this state as governor for the next four years. My goal is to have each of the candidates for governor on the podcast before the August primary, both parties and independent Greg Orman. Since we're trying to work everyone in before August 7th, we're releasing this podcast in the middle of the week. We'll release another one Friday, my discussion with Orman. We've heard from Democrat Josh Swati and Republican Ken Seltzer. This time, it's Democrat Laura Kelly. She's from Topeka and has served in the legislature as a state senator for 14 years. My conversation with Kelly in a moment. First, some details about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal coming up. We've covered Project Wichita, a new grassroots effort to determine what Wichitans want their city to be in the next 10 years. And this week, we hear from business leaders who have stepped up to support Project Wichita. We asked them why they ponied up at least $5,000 to be part of the process. You hear from them beginning on page 12. This week, a special report on education, an important topic in our community and our state. That report begins on page four. This week's list, Wichita Area Assisted Living Facilities, ranked by number of beds, page 14. This week, we spend 10 minutes with Mary Jones. She's the president and CEO of the Mental Health Association of South Central Kansas, page 23. Salesmen and women, business development leaders, you are always looking for new business. We can help. Just turn to our leads section. It includes the latest building permits, new corporations, real estate transactions, who owes back taxes, new lawsuits. That's information on who to contact and maybe who to stay away from. This week it starts on page 19. Back with Democrat candidate for Governor Laura Kelly in a moment. Welcome to Biz Talk with Bill Roy of the Wichita Business Journal. Talking business, your business that is, is what Equity Bank's team of bankers does best. Visit us today at equitybank.com. Well, Democrat Laura Kelly was elected to the state Senate in 2004. She's 68 years old from Topeka. She says she's proud of her ability to work with lawmakers, no matter the party, to get things done. She was the longtime leader of the Kansas Recreation and Park Association. Kelly and primary opponent Josh Swati have been going at each other in recent candidate forums. Kelly criticized Swati's votes on supporting stricter controls on abortion. Swati criticized Kelly's votes against restrictions on firearms and her support of Chris Kobach's voter fraud efforts. Kelly chose Wichita Lynn Rogers to be her running mate. Senator Kelly, thanks for being with us. I'm we delighted it. to be here, Bill. How do you describe yourself? Far left, moderate? How do you describe yourself? Uh, more as a no-nonsense problem solver who likes to work with other folks to get things done. Of course, it is Biz Talk with Bill Roy, and so we're a business publication, and we're interested in business uh, angles and topics. So what is your message for those men and women who own and lead small and medium-sized businesses in the Wichita area and throughout the state? Yeah, I think they are probably more aware uh, than most 
of how our economy's been lagging uh, over the past seven, eight years, uh, and that there's a real need uh, to take a totally different approach uh, to innovation and job creation. I think we will do that uh, through investing in those things we know build our economy. Uh, clearly, our education system is important. Uh, it's important for us to invest early, uh, get kids on the right track, and get them into kindergarten ready to succeed. Uh, it's also important for us to have a very robust workforce development program, both in our technical schools, but then beyond, uh, working in partnership with our business community uh, to ensure that we can create the uh, nimble workforce they need to make their businesses grow. Work workforce a challenge, education a challenge, and we'll talk about those topics as well. Let me sort of tick through some industries for you and get your reaction. Starting with oil and gas, how can you as governor help the oil and gas and energy sector? Well, you know, so much of that is out of the control uh, of, of the governor. Mm -hmm. you know, the, the markets uh, right. pretty much drive all of that. Uh, obviously, uh, it is an important part of our economic sector. And so as governor, I will do what I can uh, to support the folks in that world. How about agriculture? Obviously, agriculture, another part of the three-pronged stool or the three-legged stool that we talk about in Kansas. Uh, being an important part of the uh, economy. How about agriculture? How can you help there? Well, you know, it's interesting. I think uh, when I look back at what's happened over the past eight years in the state of Kansas, it's probably been our rural communities and our agricultural community that take the biggest hit. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's been compounded now by some of the things going on the national level with the trade and tariffs. Right. Um, as governor, I will be a very vocal voice uh, for our agricultural industry. Uh, I think it's imperative that we work hard with our congressional de delegation to make sure that they are representing the best interests of Kansas and Kansas agriculture. I also am developing a robust plan for just rural economic development uh, overall. You know, I think it's important. You know, Kansas is an agricultural state. Kansas is a rural state. And I think the health of our state going forward is very dependent upon making sure that our rural communities have what they need to thrive. You talked about agriculture and the impact of some of those tariffs. Uh, we also have the North American Free Trade Agreement that may be renegotiated. Uh, you talked about um, working with the legislative delegation or the congressional delegation on some of those issues. Do you have more specifics about how you would deal with uh, those tariffs, the reaction to it, and uh, perhaps NAFTA? Well, I would like our delegation to push back hard uh, on the president and get those off the table. Uh, I don't know anything in there that's good for Kansas. And so, uh, you know, uh, the deafening silence that's come out of the governor's office has been painful. Uh, and also, you know, not hearing that much from our own congressional delegation on what they are doing proactively uh, to prevent that from becoming uh, the law of the land. Are you hearing concerns from ag producers around the state as you talk to them about oh, yes. tariffs yeah. and Yo, trade? Absolutely. I mean, we have our farmers uh, in a panic. Uh, about those, you know, you know, and part of it is the uncertainty too. I mean, you know, yeah, one day it's this, next day it's that. Right. Uh, that's a very difficult way for our our agricultural industry to operate. So we need more certainty, but we also need sanity. Aviation and uh, manufacturing, obviously, very important to this part uh, of the state, but also the rest of the state as well. Uh, aviation, aerospace, manufacturing. 
how does the governor help out that uh, that industry and keep moving forward with uh, the companies here in the Wichita area? Again, I think that the governor can be the greatest ambassador uh, for our state and for our uh, our industries, and uh, I would think it incumbent upon me and those I put in uh, positions of responsibility in commerce uh, to make sure that we are getting out there and supporting our aviation industry, particularly uh, in every way that we can. Uh, and that means, again, working with our congressional delegation to make sure that the feds are not uh, passing laws, policies uh, that negatively impact our ability to import and export. Uh, and I will do that. Healthcare obviously is very important to Kansans. Uh, we have an aging population. Wichita is a medical hub uh, mm -hmm. for the state, uh, as is to a certain extent Kansas City as well, but, but Wichita getting a lot of those folks from the rural areas who are coming in for treatment as well. What thoughts do you have for healthcare uh, professionals in the state of Kansas and, and how you will uh, deal with health care as, as governor? Well, you know, health care is a very complex issue. I think first and foremost, uh, we need to expand our Medicaid program uh, here in the state. You know, over the past six years, we've given up $2.6 billion in Kansas taxpayer dollars that have stayed in Washington and then been distributed to other states for them to take care of their citizens, but also to grow their economy. Uh, the uh, state of Louisiana expanded Medicaid about two years ago. They saw an immediate $317 million in savings, but they also saw the development of 19,000 new jobs. We have left all of that behind, and that needs to change, and it can change. Uh, we actually passed Medicaid expansion in the legislature. Uh, the governor vetoed it. Uh, we didn't bring it back up for discussion. The leadership would not allow us to discuss it again this year because they didn't want that going to the current governor's uh, desk uh, for another veto. So we've got to, we've got to take care of our Medicaid uh, issue and, and make sure our providers suffer uh, when we don't um, when we don't expand that Medicaid program. What, and we've seen particularly with our hospitals. You know, one of the one of the deals with the Affordable Care Act was that states would expand Medicaid and then the disproportionate share. Uh, payments, which are essentially payments uh, to our hospitals to un for uncompensated care. Those were decreasing. Well, we didn't expand Medicaid, but those have decreased, and it really impacts not only our rural hospitals, which we've seen some of them close and some being on the brink of closing, uh, but also institutions like Via Christi uh, that uh, are providing millions upon millions of dollars of uncompensated care. Obviously, the election is in the fall. Are you optimistic that uh, no matter who the governor is, that the legislature would be able to bring back a measure on Medicaid expansion? I think the legislature could. Some of it does depend upon what happens in the legislative races for in 2018. Uh, but if we don't have uh, somebody like me in the governor's office, it most likely uh, will be vetoed again and we'll be right back where we started from. Right. Education, uh, that's a big item, obviously, in the state of Kansas. We just had uh, the Gannon uh, ruling, the latest Gannon ruling, mm -hmm. come out. So uh, what, as you look forward, uh, what would be your solution for this ongoing 
uh, situation we have for Kansas education. Well, first, I'd like to express my appreciation to the courts for what I think was a very reasonable uh, approach to this, telling us that uh, you're okay for next year, uh, but then you've got to infuse more money to account for the rate of inflation uh, since the last time uh, we put any money into uh, education. we have the money right now uh, in our ending balances. You know, we, we repealed most of the uh, Brownback-Collier uh, tax experiment. And so we are on the road to recovery. We have seen our revenues coming in significantly over our estimates. Uh, and so we've got some cash in the kitty right now uh, that I think we can address that issue without having to raise taxes, uh, just dipping into that and, and deal with it. And then, you know, we've got to grow our economy. You know, we. Uh, our tax system is already skewed. Uh, we need to uh, get back to you know, what Bill Graves put in place uh, in the early 90s, that three-legged stool, a balance mm-hmm. of property and income uh, and sales, which has gotten completely out of whack. When we did those income tax cuts uh, in 2012 and 2013, uh, it had a negative impact on our property taxes. They started to shoot up, and, and the legislature did increase the um, sales tax. Mm-hmm. So it's completely out of balance right now. We've got to get it back in balance. That's how Kansas can work. That's how Kansas can grow, is we get back to fiscal sustainability. You've been a lawmaker for a while. You have traveled the state as a candidate for governor. Uh, what do you see as the biggest challenges to success for Kansas businesses? I think probably the biggest challenge for them will be uh, the need to rebrand our state. Uh, I I think that people across the country, business people, uh, have a pretty negative uh, impression of Kansas. I think when we pass uh, discriminatory bills, uh, we saw what happened in North Carolina. And uh, I think we're feeling some of the effects of that too uh, as we passed an adoption discrimination bill uh, recently. Uh, I th- so I think it's incumbent upon the governor and the folks working with her uh, to really get out and one, well make the internal changes necessary to be able to rebrand, but then also get out and market the state uh, to businesses. Technology, obviously important to uh, business success in Kansas, especially access to fast internet connections. How do we improve that access, of course, especially in rural areas, but also mm-hmm. in the Wichita area? Yeah, no, it happens everywhere. You know, right. I, I can I can barely get connections in my house sometimes, so I'm, <laughs> I'm fully empathetic. And you uh, live in Topeka, right? I do. Right. I live in Topeka. So, uh, you know, we actually did do some uh, good work this past legislative session where we will ensure that uh, there will be broad, fast broadband into our schools, uh, and I think that was extraordinarily important because it's impossible to teach now without technology. Right. And I think we just need to con- continue that. We are. We also... Um, are requiring that mapping being done so we know where uh, the dead spots are and and where we need to reach in and fix. Uh, so I, I think we're we're on the road to that. Uh, you know, clearly it'll take some investment on our part, but I think through a public-private partnership we can do that. Big challenge. Uh, you have to have a lot of folks, a lot of different folks, companies, local governments all on the same page, it seems like, to be able to get something like that done. Well, uh, you do. I mean, there's there's no doubt you, you have to have everybody 
working in the same direction. But, right. You know, that's one of the things I'm best known for. Uh, in the 14 years that I've been in the Senate, I am known as someone uh, who convenes people regardless of party uh, and sits down and negotiates the issues and comes to consensus and uh, collaboration. So I'm I'm comfortable that we can bring the key stakeholders uh, in the world of broadband uh, and municipalities together uh, to solve a problem. How do you differentiate yourself from the other Democrats running for governor? Primary, obviously, in August. Yes, there's a primary. Um, I think it's very clear that um, my experience uh, and my skill, particular skill set and my relationships uh, really set me apart from everybody else. I'm the only candidate who has been there the last eight years and re- really has a grasp on the issues facing our state. Uh, and I also have uh, the knowledge uh, and the ability to bring people together uh, to work in the administration to start solving the problems that have been created over the past eight years. Uh, and I think it's important that and I think Kansans want sort of a strong, experienced, steady leader at the helm as we work to restore Kansas. Talk about your uh, decision to choose Lynn Rogers as your running mate. Obviously, that's a and not only on the national level, but at the Kansas level, that's a strategic move. How did you choose Lynn? Well, you know, Lynn and I are actually seatmates mm-hmm. uh, in the <laughs> Kansas Senate. We have been for the last two years. Uh, you know, we vetted we other folks, uh, but it always kept coming back to Lynn. Uh, and I think a variety of reasons. One, uh, he has tremendous uh school board skills you know he he understands the education system inside and out and that's probably one of the most important things we do uh, as a government so I appreciate uh, that but you know he was also an agricultural banker for 30 years and so he brings a wealth of knowledge and understanding uh, about our rural communities and our agricultural economy that I think will be vital as we're working towards economic renewal uh, in some of our rural areas. Uh, And then he, like me, is extremely good at working across the aisle. Uh, He, you know, he doesn't care what party you are. Mm -hmm. Uh, He cares about solving problems. And so uh, he he was a clear uh, and unmitigated choice uh, for that position. I'm really looking forward. We will be partners in this in this job. It's interesting to see the Trump effect on lots of different parts of our society. Is there going to be a Trump effect with the Kansas governor's race? Well, you know, I'm I'm not sure that will be the case here. Uh, Maybe in the Republican primary. uh, But I think when we get into the general, uh, that Kansas issues are very specific to Kansan, and, and Kansans are aware of the problems that we have right here uh, in our own state. And I think they are focused on electing someone who will work to solve those problems. And so, yeah, no, I, I don't think so in the long run. We've seen some candidates run pretty hard and then have to drop out. Of course, you're, your name's going to be on the ballot either way, but uh, you're in it, I assume, for the long haul. I there am. won't be any dropout uh, for you here in, in the next couple of no, months. No, no cessation of campaign, right. none of that stuff. No, we're going full bore, and we will go full bore right through November. 
One of the things you talk about on your website, especially in some of the news releases that uh, you put out during the campaign or some of the uh, endorsements that you've had, uh, you, you talk about those and how important those are to your, uh, your part of the race as, as you approach August. Well, it's always important to have uh, endorsements. I, certainly people know that former governor Kathleen Sebelius uh, was my first uh, endorsement, and that means a lot uh, to me, but I think also to uh, Kansans and particularly Democrats. So that's that's important. Uh, we are steadily having a number of the union groups uh, come on as uh, supporters and endorsers of this campaign. We will be announcing uh, some additional uh, endorsements over the next couple of weeks. Uh, we have a series of um, former legislators uh, who have worked with me in the past uh, who have come out uh, endorsed. And I think what that says uh, is that people are confident that I'm the right person at the right time uh, to lead the state of Kansas. As you travel the state, is there a theme to what folks are telling you about their concerns? Is there one theme or two themes that kind of jump out at you? I think clearly education still remains a, uh, a huge concern for people. Uh, you know, we did reverse uh, the tax cuts and we were able to put more funding into education, but like everything else in the state, uh, you know, there's been damage done over a long period of time and it'll take time uh, to fix that, but, but that is a huge concern. Uh, and then I think healthcare, you know, surprisingly, uh, uh, because it never has been that high on the radar, but we're really hearing about that, and, and Kansans are demanding that we take care of the Medicaid issue, and that also we, we try to figure out a way to control healthcare costs, uh, and some of that is within the purview of, of the state, particularly we can do that with state employees, uh, and we can work with our insurance companies uh, to uh, see if there are ways that they can uh, curb the increase in premiums. State Senator Laura Kelly, Democrat for Governor, thank you for being with us. We appreciate it, and we wish you luck uh, as August approaches that primary. It has been my pleasure, Bill. Thank you very much. Most bankers are good at banking talk. What you need is a banker who knows how to talk business. Your business, that is. I'm Andrew Cheney, commercial lender here at Equity Bank. If you've got plans to grow, we're ready to talk about your business. Visit equitybank.com. Again, we're doing our best to schedule each candidate for governor to join us on the podcast before the August primary. Coming up, Independent Greg Orman and Democrat Carl Brewer. That's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 59, a new episode every week. You can see the others at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter. Thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Have a profitable week.